So this is a crazy week, you know, because there might be um, a horrible war at any moment. Yeah. Well, our guy says it's not happening. He says it's not happening? Yeah, he says it's all a big bluff. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bluff. Like, there's no real plan, and the war wouldn't be popular, and Putin knows it. So he's just, like, trying to see what he can get out of it. And he's getting nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. Really, yeah. I mean, what did they talk about? Like, moving some missiles around? Like, that I was... I feel like if it, ha- if it hasn't worked yet, it's just not going to work. Yeah, I mean, he might be able to get something... You know, throw him a little face-saving bone to try to, but... If that's if that's true, let's say that's true, then I think you got to say that the U.S. is playing it perfectly. If he doesn't, if he doesn't invade and he gets nothing, then yes, the U.S. played yes. it perfectly by, you know, not by definition, but by simple logic. Yes. Right. I think that the U.S. strategy is... Um, I mean, one thing I think that pretty clearly has worked is they were like, uh, they're going to do a false flag. Yeah. And so like, I think there were full up. I think that's true that they were going to do something Mm -hmm. and they've kind of had to back off. Like, even if you're not invading, you still want to do some false flags because it makes it more plausible that you'll invade. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it more credible. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that that has kind of like put them in an awkward position, right? Where they have to make it super credible. Um, I know that Russian TV is like showing videos of corpses and stuff and saying that it's war crimes and like uh, reporting that mass graves have been found, right? Mm -hmm. So the Russian media is sort of going through those motions, but the international community is just not listening because we said that a false flag was coming. Yeah. And, um, and they even got Putin kind of like backtracking where the U S is like, he's definitely invading. And Putin was was like, well, I mean, not definitely like maybe diplomacy will work. And it's just kind of, I don't know. I I think if I had to guess right now, um, it's Wednesday, February 16th. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they probably are invading. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm at I'm at a coin toss. They, you know, they've they've spent so much effort, more of the effort than you would need to, to bluff at an invasion. Do you think it's in Putin's best interest to invade? No, I think it's a terrible idea. <laughs> terrible idea. But you think he's dumb enough to do it anyway? He does dumb shit. I mean, so, you know, we we think he's like a smart guy who just pretends to have these paranoid beliefs. Yeah. But yeah, he probably does believe some of the shit, right? It seems like it. Like, it seems like he really was. uh, He he really took Hillary Clinton. That got personal for him. Like, he thought that seems real that he wanted to right. fuck Hillary over. Like he especially disliked her because he thought she was pushing, you know, democracy through NGOs or whatever the fuck it was. Right. I don't know. Like if you're, if you're super paranoid about NATO all the time, 
and you think Ukraine is going to join NATO, mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe you do this. Um, he, we know he's kind of obsessed with, with Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck he was doing with Trump, everything was focused around Ukraine for him. Like, yeah. Trump, Trump didn't extort Georgia. He didn't extort, you know, Moldova, right? Like, he... He went out of his way to extort Ukraine because that's where the action is. Like Putin wants it. Mm. I mean, pers- you know, what everyone assumed he would do is just invade East Ukraine. Just take East Ukraine. Well, hasn't he already done part of that? I mean, <sighs> well, he's on his way, right? Yeah. So, like, just put more troops in there. Um, but the the force he's assembled is a force for taking all of Ukraine. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't think ultimately we both know it's, we both think it's a dumb idea. Right. And I don't think that he's going to be so dumb that he's going to, he's going to do it. Cause you know, I mean, this could end up with him being Gaddafi, right? I mean, invading Iraq was a really dumb idea. And he's basically doing his own Operation Iraqi Freedom, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, the stakes are much lower when you're just the president. Because <laughs> then you fucking leave and you go paint watercolors <laughs> on a fucking ranch. You know, you're not getting, like, fucking sodomized with, like, fucking, like, you know, railroad spikes or some shit, right? That's a good point, dude. <laughs> like, like, U.S. presidents actually have more leeway. Because you could just be like, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, Colin Powell told me that I should probably do it, you know? Yeah, you know, it didn't work out. <laughs> you know, oops. But when you're, when you're in charge of every decision and, like, the whole arc of history in your country is your responsibility, you actually do have to kind of watch out a little bit. Right. Um, and, like, a change of government could could literally kill you. I don't know. At the same time, I, I you know, he... You know, the country's falling apart, right? So he can't Russia? feel good about that. Yeah. You know, it, he can't feel good about his position in general, right? Like, there has to be some sense that things in Russia aren't great mood-wise. I mean, on the other hand, in terms of, like, maintaining the status quo besides not being great mood-wise... Russia is like, you know, kind of great at that. Yeah, but he likes to be he he doesn't want to be a president who has 30% real approval, right? Well, yeah, I mean no one does, but 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 even okay, so like even under that logic, like the best thing to do is not invade Ukraine. Like it's well, not going to help us. Them, unless you invade them and people think it's awesome, right? I don't know. But they, but I, I get the sense that the Russian public doesn't feel that way. Right. And but I have to, you're going to have to deal with some in, more sanctions. Nobody likes that. But I have to admit what's in front of me, right? Like, there, there's only so much I'm going to invade that they can do where, I, where I'm just like, okay, that's what you're doing. Like, I don't, I, I really don't think they needed to do all this to get people to think they were going to invade. 
Well, but I mean, that's a self-defeating argument. Does you're it not saying, matter to him? You're saying you believe that they're actually going to invade because they went to such lengths, right? But that's right. exactly why you would go to those lengths. But most, I, I think it's failed because, it you know. Does, it does, it does like, it's hard for him to get out of this without losing face though, right? So that does make it kind of credible, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Like, uh, he can say, say, oh, I never was going to invade, right? Yeah. But unless you're, like, a fucking idiot, um, you know that they weren't... The whole world, every government in the world wasn't making up the troop estimated troop levels. Mm -hmm. There really are 150,000 troops that they've moved uh, to the Ukrainian border. And they've moved up a lot of artillery, a lot of tanks, like a crazy amount. So th- they want us to think that it might happen, um, and they've gotten nothing. So, yeah, I really don't know. But the thing is, though, is... I think, I think what Russia can do, right, is just say, ah, the Americans were lying, right? Yeah, That's how they play. like, exactly. Like, you can spin a loss of face thing, right? But what you can't spin is, you know, a protracted war that kills people, accomplishes nothing, and ends up cratering the economy. That's much harder to, like, you know, that has, like, real effects that could lead to your uh, grip on power, um, you know, crumbling. Well, at, at the very least, like, in this scenario, he he badly misjudged um, what could happen. Yeah, if he doesn't get concessions, then it was obviously a mistake, right? Because he loses credibility. He looks kind of like an idiot. Yeah. Um, And I feel like it won't, it'll just, it will still lead to more of a military buildup. NATO countries are still going to be like, hey, you know, he came really close to doing it. Yeah. Uh, So we're we're still going to have a military buildup just in case. (laughs) <laughs> yeah Where, whereas the, the thing if you want, don't want that to happen the thing to do is just be nice like be nice for a while right yeah <laughs> he can't do that though I mean he's addicted to doing this right he's addicted to yeah you know, what, what, would the, what would this be like this would be like his fourth war uh, right Chechnya Georgia, Chechnya, Georgia, Ukraine, Ukraine, and Ukraine too. I mean, that would be four wars, and that in what twenty five years, twenty two years. Mm-hmm. So that's not great. You know, he, he definitely likes to do it a lot. He took power like New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, so that's a lot of wars for one guy. It's a lot of wars for such a little man, Vlad. I also think a, a factor in it is like uh, if you actually invade Ukraine and go for the whole enchilada, um, people are going to see horrifying atrocities a lot. The atrocities in Chechnya weren't really on the internet. Mm. But like you're going to be committing a lot of atrocities if you take all of Ukraine. Um, 
Like the body count is going to be crazy. Yeah, and potential like probable guerrilla insurgency. Right. It would be an, it would be much uglier than his previous engagements, I think. Um, leaving aside just the raw numbers of how many people die, like both sides will commit like really nasty war crimes. <laughs> And they all have cell phones and will want to tell us about it. Try not to burst out laughing when you say shit like that. It makes you sound like like a psycho. But like, that's what's going to... I understand why people are just like, oh, he's not that dumb. But uh, I guess I have kind of a bias where, you know, sometimes something looks like a duck and walks like a duck and sometimes it's a duck. Yeah. Like, Trump was like, hey, I'm a fascist. <laughs> yeah. And then he got elected. He was like, I'm going to do fascist shit. And then people were like, nah, he's not really, like, he's not really going to do that. Yeah. And so I, I see Putin, you know, they, you know, they, they just continually make an invasion more likely to be successful. Right. And it just seems like at a certain point, they're just going to do it. It's Wednesday today at the Olympics end. Sunday, mm-hmm. and the last two times he did this, he did it during the Olympics. So if we get to Monday and he hasn't done it, uh, I'll start to say, oh, yeah, he's not going to do it. She told him no, man. They had that meeting, and he was like, Mm-mm. don't you fuck up my quinceanera. <laughs> well, like, the last one, I'm trying to think. Did he, did he invade Ukraine... During Sochi? I don't know. I don't remember. Um, but the, the Georgia one was the same. He, he did that during the other Beijing Olympics, I believe. Really? Okay. I remember the Georgia invasion. Mm. And there's all kinds of... I don't, really, I don't really believe it. But people are like, you know, the ground is frozen now. He was waiting for the ground to freeze. Yeah. But uh, my understanding is that it's going to melt soon, too. Mm. Like, uh, well, you know, I mean, as long as you go in when it's frozen, then you make good time and you get where you need to go, right? right? But they had a really mild winter, so it didn't freeze until now. Yeah. But March is coming. So if he gets to, like, next week, I'm going to be like, wait a second. Maybe he's really not going to do it. I just, I find it a little striking today that they made a big show of withdrawing troops and then didn't do it. They were just lying. I feel like if you're to the point where, where you're saying, hey, we're, we're, we're ending all drills and we're going to pull our troops back and then you don't do it. Now I'm just thinking, oh, like, there is no play other than invading. That's true, yeah. Because, like, why else would you say... That you're drawing down when you're not, unless it's 3D chess and he wants you to draw the conclusion you just did. <laughs> yeah, it could be like a third level logic thing. Yeah, um, you know, this is kind of like, it's reminding me of JFK conspiracy theory, right? Because it's like anything you can point to, like, oh, well, like, why did they use an idiot to assassinate the president? Is like, because you would never suspect an idiot. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> I mean, there's there's some truth to that logic, but there's limits to how far you can take it, right? Like right. at some at some point, your method is so stupid that it doesn't <laughs> like even if it convinces everyone of the wrong thing, like it still doesn't promote your interests because it's just like so uh like bad at accomplishing your aims you know it's clownish right so you're like at a certain point you're like a clown right and no one to, you don't want to be a clown in this situation right right yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean everyone we'll see if I mean, it happens i mean it's gonna be like probably soon the olympics is ending the ground's frozen we'll like shit or get off the be, pot right and it will be, you know, it'll be a catastrophically bad decision unlike anything we've seen since the Iraq war. Yeah. I mean, just just I think, a terrible, terrible idea. I mean, I think Germany gets on board if if they actually do it. I think the Germans will come around. I think you'll have, like, robust sanctions. I mean, I guess China's down for whatever, but... Who are they going to fucking sell their gas to, you know? Oh, I mean, you know, I feel like if, if I feel like a coup happening in Russia is possible, I feel like, um, if they actually did this, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess the, from a body count perspective, the best thing would be they like, they just roll through. But I think even in that scenario, you have like a migrant crisis, you know, and you still have like horrifying things that happen during the initial occupation. You still probably get some pretty bad sanctions. But most likely they're going to barrage the shit out of Ukraine um, before they roll in. Mm-hmm. And like a crazy number of people will die when they do that. What's up with the, the NATO, like the quote unquote open door policy? I don't know if you know this, but like if I was Ukraine, I'd be like, be you know signing up like okay sign me up <laughs> can we get can we get signed up like now what's the nato open door policy i don't know like everyone in the media says that nato has an open door policy and the us is not willing to reconsider the open door policy so like what does that mean like could ukraine just like join tomorrow they can't they can't because you can't join if you have a territorial dispute ongoing. Oh, really? Oh, that makes sense. So they can't join. I don't. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I, that they I have think, an open door uh, policy. Well, I mean, I mean, it kind of makes sense a little bit because it's like you wouldn't like join in the middle of a war, right? It's like ah, uh, it's kind of too late now. You know, I think there is a. I don't think it's that hard to join NATO. NATO is, you know, welcoming of any expansion. But yeah, like, UK can't do it because of that reason. I haven't heard any other way to do it uh, with, a, with a territorial dispute ongoing inside the country. Also, uh, you know, Russia is so paranoid about Ukraine joining. But it really seems to me that if... Russia just didn't invade anyone. It would be fine. <laughs> like, it would it would not be a problem. Everyone would buy their oil. It's not this this paranoia he has is irrational. Mm-hmm. 
Lithuania is no threat to him. Yeah, I mean, look at China, man. They're doing all kinds of fucked up shit in the country, and it's like, well, let's make our movies more palatable to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no problem, like, doing business around the world. They unleashed a virus that imprisoned the world. And yeah. we didn't really do anything. Like, we're like, oh, well, we like, you know. Don't you dare call it the China virus. Don't you dare. <laughs> And, you know, like our right wingers, like blame Fauci for it. Right. Like our right wingers don't even really blame China. I mean, a little bit, but yeah. But they think Fauci like teamed up with them. It's got to be like an American involved somehow. It can't just be that like some idiot in China was like, I'm going to like hang out with a pangolin today. (laughs) Right. But that's what happened. It was just some idiot in China made some kind of bad decision. Yeah. And th- and now, you know, the world has been in prison for two years. That's it. You know, and they kind of covered it up at first, but that really didn't matter. You know, the existence of wet markets is really almost surely the problem. Right. You got to you got to get Chinese people to stop messing around with wild animals. Yeah. We just need to fix Chinese cuisine in general. Like you're you're not supposed to like like a pangolin, that's something you're supposed to look at from a distance. Right. You're not supposed to make some kind of fucked up stew with it, you know? Like if you, like, you know, if you're from Texas, if you see an armadillo in Texas, you don't go over and pick it up. Like I have, might have leprosy. So like. Isn't it the plague? Or do they have it's both? leprosy. They have the plague too. They have lots of stuff. Nasty fuckers. I think because their blood is so cold. Hmm. Is that the reason? Okay. But, uh, the, yeah, so, you know, don't hang out with these wild animals and certainly don't chop them up. I mean, <laughs> like, Chinese cuisine is fucking, like, horrible. Have you seen, like, the documentaries where they're just, like, eating scorpions and shit? They, they like it raw, man. Oof. They like, they like it raw. Like, you ever order, you go to an authentic Chinese restaurant and you order, like, the duck. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, a duck sliced in half. And it's not prepared in a way where the meat tastes good. Yeah. But it tastes a lot like duck, right? Like, like tastes strongly like duck. Hmm. And they like that more over there. Like, they like chicken that tastes like chicken. Well, you know, the, the fucking Hunan, what is it? Peking, Peking duck. Uh, they just eat the skin. Uh-huh. You like, you roll the skin up in some sort of like other thing, like a bread or something. Not a bread. You make some sort of fucking taco out of the skin, you eat it, and then you throw the meat away. That's how you're supposed to eat Peking duck. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. That's not what we do over here. Yeah. Yeah, no, they they all come to America and they learn, like, how to make Chinese, like, American Chinese food. Which is fucking, like, crazy. Because, like, who gives that, like, intro course where you're like a Chinese immigrant and you're like, okay, like I'm going to open a restaurant and someone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. (laughs) None of that shit is going to be on your menu. You got to put in like all this other shit that no one in China has fucking heard of. (laughs) I I've eaten at authentic Chinese restaurants in Vegas Uh and they're not good to me, but I understand that people, a lot of awful, is it awful or awful? <laughs> it's awful. 
lot of fucking like you know pig pancreas uh see i'll fuck yeah. with that but yeah. make it taste good mm. see what i'm saying right you like you know you go to a barbecue restaurant they'll, they'll serve you some funky stuff you know mm-hmm. but they'll make they'll barbecue it so it tastes good i've never been to a barbecue restaurant that served funky stuff what is this? Now, you can go, you can go to some places that sell like, what do you call it? Organ meats. They're mm-hmm. barbecued. You know, you throw it on the barbecue, put barbecue sauce on it. It tastes great. Mm. Okay. And in general, when I've eaten an organ, I've enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, be a good, uh, that would be a good clip. <laughs> and in general, when I've eaten an organ, I've enjoyed it. Mm. But yeah, like uh, I've ordered from some Asian places lately that have had some of that fun stuff, like head meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, noodles with head meat. Is that what it's called on the menu? Yeah, head meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take the H five. What, what do we five. call that? What? What do we call that in America? Barbacoa? Head cheese. Head cheese? Is that what head cheese is? Yeah, it's like head meat. Oh, it's like brains and stuff. Brains, yeah, that's the primary thing. Uh, which took a real hit with mad cow disease. Because, mm. you know, you know how they got mad cow disease? How's that? They fed cows to cows. Oh, yeah. And then cows were eating the brains of other cows. Yeah. That gave them mad cow disease. And and then if you ate a cow that had mad cow disease, you would get mad cow disease. What? Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) that was bad. Right. We, that was a little bit of hubris, I think. Yeah. Don't feed. Yeah. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't Like, like feed an animal its own brains just because it's a cheap way to produce meat. Like cannibalism has risks that eating other kinds of species doesn't have. Yeah, social risks, particularly. Yes, but like uh, my understanding is that disease risks are the highest when you're eating your own species. Mm. Because you're eating organisms that have viruses that, that are, for sure yeah, can affect you. Right. So, yeah, so that was, they shouldn't have done that. You know, you feed a cow. As much plant as you can. If you're going to feed them meat, feed them like pigs. Yeah. All right, so we need like a fun topic. We've talked about serious stuff. Now it's time to cut loose. <laughs> mm. I've been working on some characters. Oh, okay. Uh, like a guy who mumbles. All right. was telling my friend that I was doing this thing. Is that funny? What's that? <laughs> well, I don't think it's a good solo act. You definitely need <laughs> you definitely need someone else to you know that's comprehensible to the audience. <laughs> that would be a good one. That'd be a good one man play. Just mumbles. <laughs> Maybe it would be riveting. Mumbles right? Jones. Like, you would be hanging on every word. Critics you know? would be like, 
I understood nothing, and yet everything. <laughs> Did you see this story about Johnny Greenwood? Mm-mm. Is that the jackass guy? No, he's the keyboard player for Radiohead. Oh, yeah. I, I really like Radiohead, too. That's embarrassing. And uh, he said that he, like, joined the band, and he didn't know how to play keyboards. Mm-hmm. And so he would just unplug it and, like, pretend to play. What? And then uh, Tom York, uh, like, told him, wow, you know, I can't really hear what you're doing. Yeah. But when you're playing, there's absolutely a different texture. (laughs) (laughs) And then he, he just spent, like, six weeks learning how to play keyboards. Yeah. And then, like, six weeks later, he turned it on and started playing chords. Wow. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. I think he's probably making it up. Right? You think so? (laughs) Why would you make up something like that? (laughs) You're like, I have no talent. (laughs) But but when the story came out, a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, I did that my first band, you know? (laughs) Like, lots of people, like, it's actually a kind of common experience is, uh, like, you, you... you join a band and you're the bass player. You don't know how to play bass. Mm-hmm. So you just, um, you just leave it unplugged for like the first three gigs and your band is loud enough that no one notices. No one notices. There's no bass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess keyboard's the easiest one to do. I mean. I knew people in college who learned how to play bass in like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. So. I can imagine scenarios where you join a band, you don't know how to play bass, and then you fake your way through the first two practice sessions or something. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then, like, after a week, you're plugged in. And maybe everyone else is just pretending. Like, what if Tom Yorkie was just pretending? Like, he knew it wasn't plugged in, but he was just going to come over and, like, reassure him. Did you call him Yorkie? Tom York. Tom Yorkie. (laughs) I would go over (laughs) <laughs> I've never been sure about how to pronounce it. I think it's York. I'm pretty sure. With an E? What's yeah. I don't know. It's British. But that's not British. It's British. Duke of York, Prince Andrew, he's the Duke of York, and there's no E. Yeah, but, you know, they like to add E's that you don't they pronounce. They like to add E's, like, to, to words that don't need them. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, the old English bulldog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's spelled like... The O-L-D-E. Oldie, the oldie English bulldog. And then bulldog is spelled B-U-L-L-D-O-G-G-E. Ah, bull. Like bull, bulldog. Oldie bulldoggy. <laughs> the oldie bulldoggy. <laughs> I love those guys, though. I hope to own one someday. <laughs> I seriously thought you were talking about British people. <laughs> I'd love to... <laughs> I don't love to own a British man. (laughs) I would love to. I would love to own one's property to entertain me. I would would love to own a a British woman who could just, when I'm drifting off to sleep, just say massive. Massive? Massive. Massive. Why? I just love the way they say it. Massive. (laughs) Massive. Massive. You know, you know, we think about butlers all the time, right? 
Sure. You know, every day. Mm-hmm. Almost every day I think about what if I had a butler. Or a but valet. What do, you, what do you really need from a butler? <laughs> Put my clothes on. Um, I don't need that. How about bring me, um, make the coffee, bring it? Oh, that's number one. Yeah. Right? Make the coffee in the morning and bring it to me. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to bring it to me. Mm. Just have it waiting no, downstairs. No, no, he does. <laughs> he's, got a, he's a fucking butler. What are you talking about? But you don't do have you to bring it your, to me. Do you want to drink your coffee in bed? No, like at my desk, you know, doing doing my work. Oh, so when you've gotten to your desk. Yeah, well, like, he would probably, like, come wake me up. Uh-huh. Gently, you know, nudge me out of uh, my sleep more gently than the alarm clock. Uh-huh. Would I actually like that or would it be weird? I don't know. But I would definitely want to bring coffee to my desk. I would have my alarm, like, sync to his. Yeah. So, so like, 15 minutes before I wake up, oh, okay. he wakes up and mm-hmm. starts making the coffee. Okay. Then I just come downstairs and, and you get, the coffee. get the coffee. Yeah. And like maybe he curates the music, you know. Uh huh. He let the dogs out already. Like that's good. Maybe 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 in like fifteen minutes he walks the dogs. Uh huh. Dog walking I'm done with. I'm not doing that anymore. Do you talk to him when you go downstairs? Like, is there a little banter, or you just like getting coffee? I don't say anything. (laughs) You don't say anything. Not in the morning, man. Yeah, you're just getting your coffee. Okay. I think other people would feel obligated to talk. Mm. But in the morning, I'm really not interested in talking to anyone. I don't, I wouldn't feel, you know, I'm paying this guy. So if I'm not, you know, feeling chatty. And I, I think if he's a good butler, you know, he's not going to be, he's not going to be like, you know, an Uber driver. He's, I'll tell you one thing this guy's doing. He's doing errands. Mm-hmm. He's doing all the errands. Yeah. I'm not doing errands anymore. He's he's doing the dry cleaning. Grocery shopping. Grocery shopping. Basically, basically everything that he can legally do, he's doing. Now, how would you feel if, you know, he kind of gave you a little advice from time to time? Oh, sure. You I'll know, like, uh, are, are you quite sure that shirt, sir, you know, or like? Oh, I'll listen to maybe, that. Yeah. I'll listen to that. I'll, maybe I'll take the brown shoes, sir, or something like that. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, he probably has some experience there. Yeah. Right? He's a man of the world. Yeah. So I'll put, yeah, I'll do that. I'll listen. I don't know about the evenings. What's he going to do for me in the evenings? Um, well, I mean, he's not a cook. So, you know, like traditionally, there'd be like a cook. If you're like a rich old person with a uh, butler or a rich person in olden times, you would have like a staff to cook. And then the butler just like these days, if you get a butler, don't you think he's cooking? I feel like that's out of the job description. Like if you have. It seems like he's trending towards a, a personal assistant if he can't cook. Well, I would argue if he's cooking, he is a personal assistant because that's like a modern construct 
where a butler wouldn't. A butler is never the guy that's like in the kitchen chopping onions for you. That's not your butler. The butler just like, you know, puts your clothes on and brings you coffee and like tells you not to wear the tie or whatever. Do you think Batman, a.k.a. Bruce Wayne, Mm -hmm. had Alfred going out and doing dry cleaning? I mean, no, no. He would coordinate with the dry cleaners. Yeah. And Batman's so like at, at a certain point, you know, Alfred, probably even in the time before the death of his parents, probably his job was highly specialized. Right. Like he's well, the butler's like running the other servants. He's like managing them, uh-huh. right? Yeah, but he's not like doing all the errands. In the movies, there's always just Alfred, but ha- actually having Wayne Manor, there's probably like you know twenty people there every day. Right. Yeah. Like the groundskeeping alone, you never hear about Bruce Wayne's groundskeeper. Hmm. Yeah, you're definitely gonna have a groundskeeper. Absolutely. And you'd have you'd have to vet the hell out of these people mm-hmm. because you know one wrong step and they're in the fucking bat cave. Yep. Yeah. But we can't, you know, Alfred can't do all that. Like he can't keep maybe, you know, maybe like there's like one floor of the house where all the secret stuff is, and Alfred's the only one who goes there. Yeah. That makes sense. I can believe that. But at the same time, you look at the Batcave, the Batcave is always like pristine as hell. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that that Alfred can keep that place clean? Yeah. You got got the Batmobile, you got the Batwing. We're talking some serious exhaust in that. (laughs) Yeah. Like you've seen how dirty garages get. Yeah. It should it should, it should be like fucking filthy in there, you know. Yes. So they should probably hey Hollywood. <laughs> Just like you use condoms time, and. <laughs> there should be a back cave that sort of cans. has like an edge to it, mm-hmm. right? It should be kind of filthy. Yeah. It's always too big as well. But like the back cave is always like, <laughs> like way bigger than he needs. You know what I mean? Like it's always it, the back game of the movies and in the comic book, I believe is always like 300 feet hot, mm-hmm. like the biggest cave in the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> and all he does is, but all he does is like park his car there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like a, it's like a glorified parking lot. And, and like a, and like kind of like a museum of like his past, accomplishments oh he's got some like he, he mementos keeps down a there. lot of trophies a lot of mementos man uh-huh. like i remember, <laughs> I remember it, there was some comic where he ended up having like a penny that like was like the size of a house right you know joker had some scheme hmm. or or the riddler or whoever that involved like a giant penny like the size of a house yeah and then and then it just ended up in the Batcave. And then for like 40 years, like the comics would always faithfully reproduce this giant penny in the Batcave. Wow. Until finally one guy was like, I'm not drawing the fucking penny. <laughs> yeah, the 80s, people started being like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. <laughs> so, 
so I got a hot tub. Oh, you you finally put it down and got it? I got it, man. I'm like What's the brand? It's a it's a Sundance Spa. It's a maker of uh same company that does jacuzzi. They do Sundance. Um the jacuzzi family? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're still running. Is it still a family business? I don't know. Sundance Spas. Their the parent company is Rexnord Zern Holdings. Hmm. And Rexnord Zern Holdings is like a spa conglomerate. Mm-hmm. They don't have a Wikipedia page, which is weird, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't Rexnord Corporation? Yeah, I don't know. It's just a holding company. Maybe. All right. All right. So it's, it's a it's a holding company of the Rexnord Corporation, but I don't understand how all that works. I'm not a business guy. Mm. Rexnord has been around since the 1890s. Yeah, you you can cut this part, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they've been spinning shit off. In April, Rexnord completed the spinoff of its water management division as Zern Water Solutions Corporation. And then in October, it it merged with Regal to become the Regal Rexnord Corporation. They do a lot of business. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I got a jacuzzi. Uh-huh. I'm now living the, the jacuzzi lifestyle. I told you about fucking buying it. It was kind of weird. The dude made me bring like three grand in cash. <laughs> yes. I tried to haggle for the fucking jacuzzi, and this is this is what ended up happening. Do you remember? Do you remember Steve Bannon's crime jacuzzi? No. <laughs> he had like a hot tub, and when people, when someone bought it, like he had poured like lime all over it in a way that you would do if you had murdered someone. <laughs> if you had murdered someone in it, right? yeah, yeah, like if he was dissolving bodies. Yes, if he was dissolving bodies in it. <laughs> <laughs> and like um there's a, I don't think anyone has gotten to solve what why he did that. So lime is an acid is a base. But I mean you could use it to adjust the pH, right? Either way. The pad the landlord noticed that padlocks had been installed and Bannon called the lawyer and said, "Hey, can you talk to my wife?" But yeah, it was filled with acid, apparently. Padlocks had been installed. Yeah. (laughs) What does that mean? Well, he had like added padlocks to it so you couldn't get inside. Huh. And it was just filled with acid. Yeah. Okay. That's a normal (laughs) political consultant stuff. (laughs) What the shit, man? He's been married three times. And this was the house of the third marriage. The damage was estimated at 14 grand all over the house. What damage? Something happened there. I think this story I'm reading implies that it was the wife. (laughs) Yeah. Like that Bannon hadn't been there in a long time and the wife was there and crazy shit was happening there all the time. Right. She's dissolving bodies. 
dissolving bodies seems too much. Like it'd be so dumb to dissolve a body in a hot tub. Mm. It's like a really bad place to do that. What's what's what what do you did you get a barrel? I would get something that doesn't have pipes mm. or any kind of like system. Yeah. Unless I'm getting rid of the whole thing. Yeah. It's also super fucking heavy and large, hard to clean. Yeah. It's right. not great. But not to say that people aren't that stupid. She could have been like crazy and like a crazy germaphobe, right? And like, you know, wanted to remove any trace of him. And then she just like poured lye into it and then it turned into the whole thing into just an acid pit. Right. Yeah, so that happened. So you got you got one of these from this sketchy guy, and you gave him three grand. Yeah, so, like, I tried to haggle, and he's like, he wouldn't sell me the model I wanted, but he's like, okay, I'll sell you this other model, which is a Sundance. And he's like, you know, but you got to bring three grand in cash, which I didn't ask about. And, like, so I don't know, like, was it, like, a tax thing, like a tax dodge? Uh-huh. Or was it like just like a fucking uh, like sales ploy where he's like making me think that it's that he's giving me a good price because I'm bringing the cash. So I don't know. But um, well, you better be getting a good deal. If you're bringing I cash. did. I did get a good deal. Like looking it up based on the MSRP or whatever is like pretty, pretty reasonable. And then I got like a uh, prescription so I didn't have to pay uh sales tax i went to this fucking chiropractor to get the prescription and i'm looking to just like you know get the prescription and go out the door and this motherfucker starts sticking needles in my calf right then he hooks the needles up i'm not making this up he hooks them up to electricity and starts like pulsing my muscles with electrical impulses to make them twitch uh-huh. So I'm sitting Sounds there. Great. Yeah. Fucking like tons of needles in my calf. Like my muscles are like involuntarily spasming. Some crazy shit, dude. But now you have a hot tub. You got, you got a hot tub out of the deal. Yep. It's all worth it in the end. And now I'm I don't have any life. bidet news. You know, if I had some bidet news, I would tell you. you are you any closer to making a bidet purchase? No. <laughs> Are you still, are you not sold? What What's going on? Well, I'll tell you. I have a shower now, and the shower has a handle. And I can just bring it down around and get all up in there. Oh, wow. I mean, I pity the, the fucking butler who would have to, who would have to tend to such a person. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean... <laughs> You're just improvising a bidet out of a shower head? It's not improvising. And you think you're ready for a butler? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Well, I'm not going to make the butler ratchet. do that. That is some no, ratchet it shit. Yes, it is. It has superiorities to any bidet. <laughs> How? You can move it around. Move the bidet around. Well, it's not the same, man. It's like a huge stream of water. And that just seems like a recipe for something going terribly wrong and like terribly wrong. Spraying all over your pants. Well, I'm gonna have pants in there. 
Okay. <laughs> Naked in there. Yeah, I mean, do you ever like, you know, like move the shower head and you hit the wall, you spray the wall? Maybe, that's no big deal. Yeah. This is sounding messy, I gotta say. It's not messy, I'm in the shower. Wait, you're in the shower? Yeah. So you take a shit and then you hop into the shower. Well. What's going on here? Get your story straight. It depends on what the poop is like. Okay. So are we talking about, did it splash up on me? The poop? The water from the poop hitting the water. Did you did get that splash splash up on me? <laughs> I have to fill in these hypotheticals. Yes, <laughs> it splashed up on well, you. Well, then, okay, if that happened, then I wipe myself. You trigger the alarm. I wipe, I wipe that region first. Yeah. And then I wipe my anus. And then I stand up. <laughs> okay. I stand up, and then with my non-poop hand, I pull up my underwear, only my underwear. Mm-hmm. And then I waddle from like off the my back, pant. like the back center or something. No, front. Front center. And then I, mm-hmm. and then I waddle up. I waddle down my pants, so I. It's just the underwear. And then I've got my poop hand in like a claw in the air, right? <laughs> and then I, <laughs> then I bring it over to the sink and then I wash my hands. And after I wash my hands, then I then it's uh, then it's shower time. Huh. Then you just take a shower. Well, if if, if it's a poop shower, it depends. Because sometimes it could because I have the hand spray, right? So I don't necessarily have to do a full shower. Mm-hmm. I First, I just point it down at my balls. I just let it go for a while. And then I bring it's it around, head. go mm-hmm. get get the butt cheeks. Yeah. Then I like spread. And then I like, then I start soaping the areas. <laughs> okay. And then, then I take care of it. And, you know, if, if it's a situation where that's all I'm doing, uh, I don't need to wash my hair. Yeah. But I'll go under the pits again and hopefully put on some more deodorant. Hopefully you don't have to, to wash your hair after taking shit. You know, <laughs> that's that's the ideal. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, you're kind of you great. Got, up. You, you got, this you is got a great up, thing. dude. We, we talked about some stuff. We, we talked, talked about, about some things. Tub. I mean, I feel like we need another 10 minutes. We need another 10 minutes. Well, we started at eight. So when we cut out you like reading Wikipedia, we're only gonna have like 45 minutes. Uh, okay, what else. do you want to talk there's about? Something else. Um well there's lots of the news going on. Days. Bidets. Yeah, we talked about bidets. Mm, we could talk about the Elon Musk monkey thing. We could talk about Canadian truckers. Oh, we should talk about the Canadian truckers. Yeah, what's up? Okay, I know nothing about this. What are the why are the truckers mad? Because uh, they have to get vaccinated. Okay. And they're Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Where you have to do that. Well, whenever a Canadian is mad about something, it's never just about the thing. It's also about being Canadian. Right. Yeah. I think there's a, you're seeing a lot of this where people realize that the Omicron wave is over and they're trying to litigate the past of the pandemic, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know these people are dumb, like right-wingers are really dumb, 
and they, I think maybe even a majority of them believe that liberals just have restrictions because we're like perverts. Perverts. Like, like COVID isn't real. We just do with these restrictions to them because we're sick. Hmm. Right. So I think there's some percentage of conservatives who are like that. But I think there's other conservatives who know that we turned out to be right about it and now it's over and there's nothing for them to be mad about anymore. Mm. And so they're sort of chasing the restrictions that used to exist. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's that element of the Canadian thing, which is that COVID is finally ending and they didn't get their chance to complain. So there's like a vaccine mandate in Canada, like you have to get a vaccine. What's the deal? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You have to get a vaccine to drive a truck. Like if you're like a trucker and you want to enter Canada, you need to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Enter or leave, I think. Right. So, yeah. And so these guys are choosing to protest by um, shutting down major highways in Canada. Yeah. You know, lots of right-wing freaks gave them millions of dollars. And that's a whole controversy. How do the Canadian people feel about these truckers? They don't like them. <laughs> the, the Canadian people, like, want to just, like, send the military in and arrest them. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, there's lots of speculation that, like, half of them are Americans. They're Americans, and they're mad that they have to go to a country that demands vaccines. Mm. But, uh... There's talk of doing it in America, which would be even crazier because they're protesting things that truly do not exist. You know, a country where there is no federal vaccine mandate. There's Mm -hmm. basically no restrictions anymore. I don't know how many cities in the country are left that are making people wear masks. Truly a handful. Mm -hmm. So the idea of them doing this protest here would be even more ridiculous. Yeah, I can't see it taking off. Like, I also think, I don't know, I, I feel like our cops will uh, arrest them. And Canadian cops are like, oh, I can't, you know, we don't. We only have one gun. <laughs> <laughs> we only have one gun. It's, it's, in, it's in the town over right but now. People are freaking out because Trudeau, like, froze their bank accounts. The truckers is? Yeah. Um, but that's because people were giving them money. Mm-hmm. Like, they were raising millions of dollars to give them directly to commit crimes. I feel like in every other circumstance that would happen. If like, you know, if like Jahar after the Boston Marathon bombings, right? If he was like still on the loose committing crimes and like people were donating money to him, they would freeze that account. Well, I mean, (laughs) they didn't blow up any marathons though, right? What I'm saying is, like, if you're actively going around committing crimes and, like, yeah, people, people are people bribing you to do account. it, yeah. they're bribing you to continue doing it. So what, what is the crime? Like, shutting down traffic? Yes. You can't. They're, they're, they're parked places you can't park and preventing people from using the highway. Uh, I mean, okay. Like, that's a little, I don't know, you know, like... Freezing bank accounts for, like, parking violations? Is it a parking violation, though, or is it, like, there's got to be some federal crime that's much more severe than that? I mean, it's not, like, that far out of... Because they can't... Because the thing is, you can't move... You can't move the fucking cars. You can't move the trucks. So whether they're exploiting a loophole in the law or not, like, this isn't a parking violation. It's 
something that physically cannot be moved obstructing the highway. Right. They're just shutting down the highways. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, there's probably some legal exposure to them. I mean, pe- people shut down traffic for pro- like protests, shutting down traffic. For like a few is not hours. A, yeah. But, but, but a the month? extent of it. Yeah. Uh, you're getting into Have the highway has been blocked for a fucking month. I mean, the, the, the street in Ottawa that they blocked yeah. has been for like 21 days. Crazy. I think today they started finally giving up mm-hmm. and you saw, you saw 18 wheelers finally rolling through again, mm-hmm. but like business was disruptive, like hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe billions of dollars were lost. Did I ever tell you about that friend I had? Um, who works for Valero Mm-mm. and she was like working there and it was like her like third year there out of college, straight out of college. Her job was scheduling the movement of oil tankers. Wow. Okay. Um, because you have to do it. You have to do it right based on the oil market. Yeah. And um, she just fucked up. Like she absolutely fucked up and sent it a day early it cost the company like $80 million. Wow. She like went and told her boss and he's just like, oh, don't worry about it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> Happens all the time. It's the oil business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that happened, well, my friend who's... Um, uh, works for he's a he's a quant, and um, he made some trade and like lost like three million dollars or something, and then he was all like freaked out. His boss is like, yeah, whatever. She's <laughs> 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 dealing with that much money, like you can't care that much. Yeah, I guess so. And I, I, you know, it all comes out in the wash. I guess. Yeah, you think surgeons are like that, like. <laughs> like you're like oh my god i took out i cut the wrong fucking artery and they're like ah <laughs> you're not gonna remember you, this in a week i've never i've never talked to someone who went through that so i don't know what that's like i know about doctors who like yeah it can't be can't be that easy got super close to killing someone mm-hmm. and they laugh that off mm. right like, oh man, I almost killed that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe, maybe I would too. Like, oh, whoa. You know? Yeah. I could see myself like laughing it off is the thing to do there. Right. Because you didn't do anything wrong. There was just some circumstance where they could have died. But yeah, like what those neurosurgeons who do surgeries where the fatality rate is 10%. Mm-hmm. And the 10%. In my my understanding of it is like largely you. Yeah, like you just fuck up like ten percent of the time. Yeah, like it's really hard, but you know, ninety percent of the time they pull it off. Like Michael J. Fox, he had that surgery um, where they pop your brain open and then stick a needle in your whatever lobe it is, Frontal. and then electrocute it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Parietal. And that was like, that surgery has a 10% chance of dying. And he did it twice. Like, uh, that has to be wild. Like, you're you're sticking something in Michael J. Fox's head and there's a 10% chance you're going to kill him. 
That's what they live for. That's why you get paid the big bucks, man. There's Maybe a- that's why Ben Carson is the way he is, is that he did that high stakes shit for so long. And then he got addicted to... to uh, yeah, like he got an addiction problem after that. Right, because right? of the stress. It's, it's just easier for him to just be, like, stoned all the time now. Yeah. Like, I could see it, man. It's supposed to... Like, there's this book called uh, When the Air Hits Your Brain. It's about brain surgeons. Uh-huh. And it's supposed to be, like, a super macho culture. Apparently, I've heard that the weirdest people in med school are the the future neurosurgeons. Yeah. It might be good, too. Like, you might Imagine. not want someone who's, like, an empathetic brain surgeon. They're all there, like, fucking shaking, like, oh, you know? Yeah. You want some fucking psychopath that slice you up, like, you know, strummy. But you don't want... You want them to just be, like, a, a weird perfectionist. Mm-hmm. So... They're not they're not concerned about you as a person, but they're concerned about doing it perfectly. Yeah. And that's what I've heard about neurosurgeons. Is they they're kind of that real flat affect and Yeah. They seem sort of like serial killers most of the time. Sam Harris had some like uh neuroscience guy on that was a surgeon, and he was talking about how like at one time in the surgery, it was like this woman that he knew or something, or like, I don't know, maybe just talk to her as, as a doctor. But, um, he sees, she has like this, like, you know, aneurysm, like about to burst. It's like, you know, paper thin. And like, all of a sudden he, he's like, his hands just start like shaking. Like he's like fucking like, you know, having like a panic attack or something. And he just has to like sit down and like do some deep like mindful breathing and shit and then he like you know gets his composure back together and fixes her up but like yeah that's you could see where you you don't want to be too empathetic what are you reading i'm not reading anything it's gonna be interesting sorry (laughs) (laughs) what are you watching on your phone i'm watching some sports yeah, is that the end of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can go now, Matt. Okay. That was a good app. Was, we got it done. We got it done. I mm-hmm. think people will like it. I believe they will. <laughs>